Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. How about the Father? Do you love Him? And what about the Holy Ghost? Glory to God. What about the Spirit of the living God? It's Holy Ghost Night. Amen. It's Holy Ghost Night. And we desire to promote the moving of God's Spirit within our midst. How many of you desire that? No, I don't mean just like that. I mean desire. Do you know what desire really means? When a man gets hungry, hallelujah, and thirsty for something, there's a longing, yearning desire on the inside that needs to be satisfied. Hallelujah. How many of you have that kind of hunger? Hunger for God. Hunger for more of God. There's more of God to be had. You do believe that, don't you? Glory to God. There's a whole lot more of God to be had. We can have a whole lot more of Him in our lives, manifested, that is, in us and through us. And do you desire that tonight? We're going to do everything within our ability and power to promote that among the people of God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about following the pattern. Set down in the Word of God. Follow love. Love one another. And then desire spiritual manifestations. The gifts of the Spirit are love gifts. They are manifestations of a loving God. The Spirit of God manifesting Himself through us as we love Him and love His people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you long for that? Do you long for the working of God's Spirit in your life in a greater manner? Glory to God. You do? Well, blessed be the Lord God. We desire that. We long for that. We want that. We want all the gifts of the Holy Ghost in operation. All the gifts of the Spirit in manifestation. Anybody out there willing to be a yielded vessel unto Him, a vessel of honor, that He can fill to overflowing until it outflows you as a river of living water. Hallelujah. Manifesting in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Anybody here desire that? Will you say this with me? I'm here, Lord. I'll do what you'd have me to do. I'll say what you'd have me to say. I'll go where you have me to go. By your Spirit, manifest yourself and your great love for humanity through me. I'm your yielded vessel. Do you mean that? Hallelujah. Do you mean that? I'm telling you, He cannot ignore that. If you really mean that, if you so desire that, if you long for that, and we're not just talking about in a church setting, we're talking about in your life. In your life. Hallelujah. Not just on Sunday and Wednesday, but in your life. Every single day of your life. You say, is that possible? You know that it is. Amen. The Christian life is not just lived on Sundays and Wednesdays. It's every day of our lives we can be consciously aware of the fact that God is moving upon our hearts by His Spirit to say something, to do something, to get us to act a certain way, whatever it is. If we will be yielded and but give ourselves to Him, He will use us. And there's no doubt about that. Hallelujah. There has to be an emphasis on what God is doing and this is what He is doing in the earth at this hour. 
He is searching hearts and trying reins, moving by His Spirit to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for someone to say, can I have a bigger place in your life? May I have a bigger place in your life? May I operate in a greater way through you? Is that you tonight? I said, is that you tonight? Then say to the Lord, it's me, Lord. I'm here. Hallelujah. Do you desire it? Like you desire thirst in a dry land? Like you desire water in a dry and thirsty land? Do you desire it that way? Hallelujah. As if you were in a wilderness without food for days and you say, I'm just so hungry. I desire food so badly. Do you desire that as the deer pants after the water? Do you so desire that? Hallelujah. We're going to talk a little bit about the Holy Ghost, about His desires, about His longings and yearnings. Hallelujah. We'll talk about how He wants to manifest Himself through us worse than we want. Praise God, Him to manifest Himself through us. I believe that He does. Look at Acts, if you would please, in in chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost. They were up in the upper room in one accord. They were all gathered in one place. And they were obedient to Jesus waiting at Jerusalem until the day would come that God would pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. In the first four verses of chapter 2, we discover that God did pour out His Spirit and the results were they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This was not just an initial experience in their lives. It was a continued experience that never dried up. Hallelujah. It was a continued experience that never dried up. The Holy Ghost in them enabled them to speak with other tongues, and to them that was the doorway into the realm of the supernatural. Beloved, if we have a desire to know the Holy Ghost better, if we have a desire to be God's yielded vessel, then we should practice praying in the Holy Ghost more often. Give our tongues over to the Spirit of God, knowing that as we pray in the Holy Ghost, we generate miracle power, And we enter in the door to the supernatural. I feel so bad for those that believe the tongues are of the devil. I feel so bad because they are cutting themselves off from the Spirit of God. From a specific manifestation of the Holy Ghost that would enable them to enjoy and experience a greater measure of God in their lives. Beloved, I believe the church is in dire need of the gifts of the Spirit. I believe that the gifts of the Spirit are designed to meet the needs of humanity as well as all people everywhere that every man may profit with all. I believe that God wants to perform signs, wonders, demonstrations, manifestations, explosions of His almighty power among the people to demonstrate that indeed He is God, the ever-living God, which was and is and is to come, the same Jesus yesterday, today, forever, and always. I believe He wants to arrest the attention of the doubter and unbeliever, the agnostic and the atheist, and let them know that He is God indeed. But you see, He needs us. He needs vessels. Us. Those that would yield themselves to Him on a daily basis, recognizing that wherever you go, you are the temple of God, filled with God, full of God, and God is going to speak to you on a daily basis and desires to speak through you on a daily basis. 
Look at this in chapter 2 and verse 16. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And when he does, what's going to happen? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Let's stop right there. There should be prophecy. There should be dreams. There should be visions. There should be spiritual manifestations operating in the church in a greater measure. Do you believe that tonight, beloved? I'm talking about not only corporately or collectively as we gather together like this. I'm talking about the fact that when the child of God recognizes who he really is in Christ, a vessel filled with the Holy Ghost and power, you can expect God to perform any one of his signs and wonders in you, through you, uh, for you, with you, because it's his longing desire. The Holy Ghost wants to manifest himself in us and through us. The Father wants to show visions and give dreams and, and all these other manifestations. Whatever their operation may be, I believe God wants to do it. And He wants to do it probably more than we want Him to do it. But I'll tell you what, when you get a hunger and you get a stirring inside you and you say, I can't live without it, praise God, you become that person who is available to God to be used of Him. He is going to reach down on the inside of you. He's going to make some adjustments inside your spirit. He is going to move upon your heart in a glorious way. He is going to pull some things out of you, put some things in you. He's going to adjust, perform some surgical procedures, spiritually, that is, spiritually speaking, that is. And I'm telling you, get you tuned up with the Holy Ghost. You ready for some Holy Ghost tuning tonight? Hallelujah. You see, we know they're out there. People know that they're out there. But we've got to get refined. We've got to get in tune. We've got to move with the Spirit of God, with intelligence, with wisdom and understanding. Can you say amen? amen. See, we should be waking up in, in the morning time and saying, Father God, you poured out your Spirit upon me. Hallelujah. And if you... In days gone by, manifested the Holy Ghost through prophecy, through visions and dreams. I likewise expect to have the same manifestations that they had in days gone by. Let's read on. And on my servants, in verse 18, and my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood, fire, vapor of smoke, Sun shall be turned to darkness, the moon and the blood, before the great and notable day of the Lord come. Stop right there. Signs in the heavens above, or wonders in the heavens above. Signs in the earth beneath. I expect signs. Say it with me, I expect signs. I expect wonders. I expect demonstrations. You see, God wants us to expect these things. If we ignore these things and don't think about those things, then basically what we're saying is, well, it doesn't matter whether they happen or whether they don't. God wants to know that we mean business with Him. Amen. He wants to know that we are serious about spiritual manifestations and operations and spiritual things. He wants us to know, to know, he wants to know of us that we desire Him to explode in our lives through these signs, wonders, demonstrations, and manifestations. Do you believe that? He does. He really does. Is that you? I want your heart to be stirred tonight. I've been instructed of the Lord to exhort us. Every single one of us to start believing God in a greater way for the greater manifestation of His Spirit. I'm talking about outpourings in such a way that 
sitting out there in the pew, just by walking in this facility on these grounds, there are those that are sick and some even dying. They're going to be healed just sitting in their pew. I mean, God is going to move in by His mighty hand and He performs some heart surgery right there in the pew, brother. I'm talking about He's going to open up some blind eyes and deaf ears and make the lame to walk right there where they sit. Glory to God. You believe that? I mean, that's the kind of God that we serve and that's what His longing desire is. The Holy Ghost is not withholding back anything from us. See, that's His longing desire. And if we line up with that desire, we'll have, we'll have those manifestations. But first and foremost, and I want you to see this, in verse 21, God has a one-track mind. Listen. Everything He does is to save humanity. I want you to see this so clearly. He wants to save humanity. He's interested in the salvation of the lost. Are you listening? There may be some people out there that will never get saved without a sign or a wonder. I mean that. Satan has them bound and blinded. He's batting them around this life like a tennis ball. They're confused. They have no idea what life is all about. They have no idea about their destiny. They have no idea about what's on the other side of this, this realm, in the other realm. They have no concept of it all. And they're in gross darkness. I'm telling you, it's going to take signs, wonders, demonstrations, and miracles to bring them out. I realize even after all that, some won't. But I'll tell you what, we don't want to be guilty of not providing that which will bring some out. Over here, he says, Whosoever, in verse 21, it shall come to pass, rather, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you see what the Holy Ghost is interested in doing? Saving the lost. And you'll see a pattern here. You'll find out that with regard to the Holy Ghost manifesting himself, he would do so to empower God's people to perform the miraculous and the supernatural. Those that are on His side, He desires to empower with signs, wonders, demonstrations, miracle power, gifts of the Spirit, operations and diversities. Why? So as they are empowered and equipped to be ambassadors for Christ, demonstrating the supernatural working of God's power, People will get saved. People will come into the family of God because of the working of God's glorious power. You'll notice here. After this outpouring of God's Spirit, they spoke with other tongues as they were filled. And then these people were attracted to what took place. Well, I'll tell you what. Give me just a moment to have some fun here. I always like to say this at this point. I just love to hear it. When the Holy Ghost fell, the ritual of Pentecost was taking place in Jerusalem. The ritual. The celebration, the tradition, going through all their religious form. All that was going on, taking place right there in Jerusalem. Holy Ghost didn't fall there. He didn't fall in that place of celebrated tradition. He didn't fall in that place of religion. He fell in a back street upper room where hungry 
hearts and humble spirits cried out to God for reality. That's where he fell. And when he did, they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And all of a sudden, the people, the religious folk, they began to hear something going on. And they were attracted by the sign and the wonder. And they came. And that gave Peter a platform to preach. Now notice he's empowered. He's equipped. And now he is going to proclaim in a dynamic voice, empowered by the Spirit, Jesus. The Spirit of God has a message, and His name is Jesus. Boy, I like that, don't you? Yeah, Jesus said when the Holy Ghost comes, He's going to glorify me. Didn't He say that? And now Peter begins to preach Jesus. Look at verse 22. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth. And I'm telling you, when those words fell from Peter's lips... They heard that name like they never had heard it before. It was the anointing upon those words, Jesus of Nazareth, that began to pierce their hearts. You see, empowered to preach, empowered to witness, to perform signs, wonders, demonstrations, the equipping of the Holy Ghost. As he begins to preach, another work of the Spirit takes place. Hearts are being convicted. Everywhere. Thousands of people are listening. And conviction is taking place in people's lives. He preaches about Jesus, who was approved of God among you by miracles, signs, and wonders and signs, which God did by Him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. And he goes on and talks about all that Jesus did and who He was and all that. But if you read right on through the rest of this, you'll find out that hearts were convicted. Look, look on down to verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they were what? Pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And then, of course, instruction was given. So here, they're empowered and equipped by the Holy Ghost Secondly, there's conviction upon the hearts and the minds of the people that are listening as they are under the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. And then I'll tell you what. Signs and wonders confirm the Word. That's the third work of the Holy Ghost in the lives of... of really, in the earth. He equips people. He convinces hearts. And then he confirms the word. Remember Mark 16, 15 through 20? He said, these signs shall he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And he named all those things. And then he said, they went forth preaching the word everywhere. The Lord confirming the word with signs following. I expect signs following. Do you expect signs following? I expect to be empowered. I expect people to be convicted and convinced. I expect signs to follow. Do you expect those things? Amen. Say with me, I expect, Father, I expect, Father to be empowered, be empowered equipped, equipped with supernatural abilities. I expect hearts, I expect hearts to, be to be convicted and convinced, and convinced of, the of the truth by your Spirit. By your spirit. I, expect I expect you to confirm the Word through signs and wonders, 
by your spirit. This is the pattern in the book of Acts. And you'll find out that it's true everywhere these individuals went. And you know what? Well, look at Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 4, the same, things take, the same thing takes place. In Acts chapter 4, you know the story. Peter and John were taken into question, brought into prison and all that because of what had taken place as far as the sign, the wonder, and the miracle took place. As a result, they're there. They're told not to preach or teach anymore in the name of the Holy Child Jesus. They don't complain. They don't give in. They conquer, just like Jesus did. In verse 29, Now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant to thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand that heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the Holy Child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken when they, the, where they were assembled together. They're all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. I want you to see this work of the Holy Ghost. Now, once again, they go to the Father in prayer. Once again, they're waiting in His presence. And once again, they expect nothing less than the power of God manifested in boldness and signs and wonders or demonstrations that confirm the Word that they preach. This is exactly what they're praying about. Acts chapter 5 then and verse 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders among the people. And they are all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Now here we see the word being confirmed through signs and wonders. See the Holy Ghost empowered them. They preached the word. Then there were signs that followed. And then look at the verse 14. And believers were the more added to the Lord. Multitudes. Everybody say multitudes. You ready for the multitudes? I expect multitudes. I expect Jesus to look so good in this place. I expect the Holy Ghost to be so manifested in this place that multitudes will be drawn in. And I'm not talking about from other churches. I'm talking about from the pit of hell. Brought right out of the miry clay. Those that are lost in darkness on their way to damnation are going to be brought out by the power of God. I'm telling you, He's bringing them in. Hallelujah. That's what this life is all about making Jesus so attractive to the world that they can't live without Him. The Holy Ghost glorifying Jesus in such a glorious way that the world, the people can't live without Him. Hallelujah. And you know what, beloved? You've got to hit people right where they live, right in the heart, right, right in the very heart of their lives. We may find ourselves in situations where people are in need of miracle signs, wonders, demonstrations, and link. We've got to have something to give. Hallelujah. The church has got to have something to offer. That's why there are so many kinds of movements out there in the world today. New age and new this and new that and whatever. Why? People are looking for reality. They are looking for something good. They are looking for peace, for joy, for life, for love, for health, for healing, whatever it is. That's why all these things are springing up everywhere. Because people are longing for reality. Something more than what they have. Well, you know what, beloved? We have something to give. We have got the power of God. We have got the might of God. And we can believe that the God that we serve is going to bring in the multitudes to the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm looking for a power that will get the drug addict right off the street and bring him in. And I'm talking about rehabilitate him in a moment. Not in a year, in a moment. 
take that alcoholic right off the street and bring him right on in and sober him up in an instant and bring his heart to Jesus. I'm talking about a power that will take a cancerous tumor and cause it to bow its ugly knee to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and leave that body. I'm talking about a child that's been racked with whatever pain and whatnot, but the power of God is so prevalent that instantly that child is delivered and set free. Beloved, I don't know about you, but my heart is hungry for a greater move and a greater work of God within our midst. And I'm not going to believe any longer that this area of the world is hard to preach Jesus. You know what? Those religious demons have got to bow their knees to the name of Jesus. Those powers that hold people back are no match for the blood of the Lamb that was shed. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And I testify that Jesus is bigger and greater and the Holy Ghost is more powerful than devils and demons and imps of hell. What about you? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the working of His mighty power and glory. Thank God for signs and wonders and demonstrations. I see them coming in. I see God mightily at work. Beloved, the Lord told me some time ago, I can remember vividly and distinctly. He said, tell my people to get angels involved in their affairs. Get angels involved in their affairs. I expect angels to get involved in your affairs. Our affairs. I expect them to to go to and fro, to move. I expect them to manifest in our services. I expect them to work for us as we speak the word and give them something to act upon. I expect that in a greater way. I expect people to step out in special faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles. You know, I do expect this. I expect God to use people in these latter days exclusively for specific things. But you know what? Generally speaking, we can all expect the Spirit of God to move upon us and through us as far as the nine gifts of the Spirit are concerned. I expect people to rise up in the Spirit on a daily basis and say, Father God, I am open to the Holy Ghost today for the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirits. Do you know that the Spirit of God knows everything that's going on in the earth? And do you know He knows everything that's in the mind of the Father? I'm telling you, and all He's got to do is get it over to us and make us a success. But you know what? We've got to listen. We've got to yield. We've got to learn to know Him. We've got to give ourselves to Him. Do you believe that? And I believe we can. And it starts right here. It starts right here. Right there. The desire. Oh, the desire. The more we talk about it, the more excited we get. The more excited we get, the more we talk about it. The more we talk about it, the more enthusiasm we have. The more enthusiasm we have, the more we talk about it. The more we talk about it, the greater faith we have. The greater faith we have, the greater the Holy Ghost moves. The greater He moves, the more excited we get. Amen. You can't stop the snowball effect, can you? Right. Hallelujah. And I'm talking about not with, you know, like, like flakiness and all that. I'm talking about the genuine move of God. I'm talking about God showing Himself to be alive, the God of the Bible. I'm talking about a burning fiery furnace, God who manifests Himself, and by the power of His presence, He protects His own from the smell of even smoke getting upon their person. I'm talking about that kind of God. 
I'm talking about the kind of God that makes the, the axe head swim or, or, or so it doesn't sink. It floats there on the water. I'm talking about a God that sends the manna out of heaven, glory to God, and feeds His people supernaturally and brings water out of the rock. Hallelujah. When they're thirsty, whatever it is they're thirsty for, if God can bring natural water out of a rock, I know He can bring the living water into my soul. Hallelujah. When I'm hungry for God. What about you? You know He'll do that, praise God. Do you have a hunger tonight? Do you have a thirst tonight? you want the glory of God in a greater way in your, in your life tonight? Let them know about it. That's what this meeting tonight is all about. Let them know about it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. We're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit one at a time during these Sunday night services. Just one at a time. Take one, talk about it, and then let God do it. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. But tonight we talked about the desire. Do you want it? Do you desire it? Are you willing to do what it takes to have it? Then let's all stand up together and gather around this altar. Hallelujah. And let God know. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.